Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. Everything is energy, and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. It depends on each other. It's literally one thing. Now, spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons, and science is now just catching up. But this isn't even new science. This science has been around for over a 100 years. Quantum physics and quantum mechanics, which is basically telling us, at the core of quantum physics, it's telling us that we are all one. So when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Science of Instant Transformation with Cynthia Larson. Thank you, Cynthia. Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. Thank you, Caroline. I'm so glad to be here. Love your show. Love the topic. Love the intention. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. I think I, I can't remember. Sometimes I can't remember how I discovered my guests. I'm pretty sure I discovered you on YouTube. And when I discovered you, I was like, I, she's talking about one some of my favorite things of, um, of uh, quantum jumping or, um, am I saying it, quantum leaps. And, 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 and when we get further along, I do want to share two, I know I've experienced two quantum leaps and major ones um, that I want to share. But first, before we talk about what's going on with me, please share Let's let's share with our listeners who you are and, and your journey. Right. Well, the, the part that brought me to YouTube is that I'm really focusing on getting the word out about reality shifts, what people who are spiritual would call miracles. And I think that's a great word for it because I'm I am spiritual, yes. but I understand and appreciate there are so many atheists, so many scientists, most of our colleges right now are pushing what I would call more of an atheist approach and a viewpoint, which I'm not going to get into that on the show. I don't want to. I'm going to leave that alone because I think people come to their own truth and I don't think we need to be pushy or preachy. But my own perspective is that spirituality is real. I really do believe in God. I believe in angels, you know. So, But I also love science and I believe that quantum physics has a lot to show us. And then the reason I'm doing the YouTube videos that people have checked out my channel it's um, a lot to do with these reality shifts. It's what I started calling the phenomenon that there would be, um, like you set your keys down, you're in a big hurry, and on a day like that, it's so hard to find them again. And sometimes you can be certain that you put them in a particular place and nobody moved them, at least no one admits to it, but now they're in a different place. <laughs> or it's like they vanish, then they come back. Well, I have to tell you the funny thing, I live alone now. So it can't be, you know, when the kids were here, when the kids were little, had two children, I'm like, okay, who moved my keys? But now it's just me. <laughs> There's no one to blame. Right. And so sometimes you might think, well, I'm getting forgetful or I must have made a mistake. But there are times, it, it, it's weirdest when you know for sure where you put something, but then it's absolutely different. Or, you know, everyone has the experience with the laundry, socks missing and that kind of thing. 
So that's how I got, um, that, those little things are not really what drew me into the topic. What got me ex excited about it was really big changes, where I was certain, for example, that a celebrity had passed away and then now he's alive again. Mm. And, um, this was um, what I was calling the alive again phenomenon, but, but this, this huge category of strange events, uh, they might seem like synchronicities, they might be spontaneous healings, I was putting all of this together because to me there was a common thread and this has became my life's passion and work. And so that's what I do this, my YouTube channel about is reality shifts, quantum jumps. Now people call it Mandela effect. Yes. So I've been tracking this for like 20, 21, 22 years now. So it's been a long time. Yes, that has been. I was actually, I was about to ask you that. How long have you been doing this? So yeah, longer than actually me. And um, it's interesting. Like I said, I studied spirituality off and on for many, many, many years because um, the, the traditional, I was sent to Catholic school as a child and the traditional religious dogma didn't resonate with me. You know, I just had to, you know, things just didn't resonate with me as being truth. Um, yeah. Yes. And so I did do my searching spirituality, why spiritual, you know, metaphysically, but it was science that actually had me to understand it was the science that helped me understand what I was studying in spirituality. It's interesting how that comes together because I, my, my father was so passionate about science and math and really instilled upon me the importance and the value of education, going to college. That's how I got a degree in physics at UC Berkeley. Mm -hmm. but, but all that time, um, a very special member of my family was my grandmother. And she, I didn't go to church because my dad was a, basically an atheist. My mom was an agnostic. And so we did not, I mean, I, I had to ask to bring a Bible into the house just to look at it because it was not real. It was like contraband or something. Like okay. we don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. we don't do that. We're studying science. So I understand how people can have that approach, but the truth is I can see energy. I can actually sense spirits like angels. That's real to me. So when I could talk to my grandmother about it, she said, yes, angels are real. God is real. But then I didn't get any of the oppressive. Um, some of the aspects of religious faith can be unfortunate. And I didn't, I, I just got all the good stuff without, you know, the baggage. <laughs> right, right. Well, for, for me, you know what it was? It was quantum physics. It was a What the Bleep. I don't know if you've ever heard of the yeah. documentary. Yes. I watched What the Bleep in 2007. And that it, it made everything so, when it, to me, it was so simple when you understand oneness in the sense that, for me, traditional religion will take God out uh, and put him up there on, on a pedestal. And you're separate from God. But when I understood the truth of oneness, we're not separate from God. We can never be separate from God. So there are people that say they don't believe in God, then you don't believe in yourself because you are her. Uh, there is no, see, God, see, man puts God into man's image. Like God is just this being. No, God is everything. That's what I understood from, from, from quantum physics that there is nothing separate. Separation is the illusion. But it's all, we're all cells of God, holographic cells, meaning each one of us has all of God within us because that's what holographic means. It's like my favorite group quote, quote is Rumi. 
You're not a drop in the ocean. You're the ocean in a drop. So each of us is little tiny cells of God, but we're all of God in that tiny cell. So there's no no separation. We can feel it when we're in nature. I think everybody has that experience where there's such beauty and it's so vast and you sense this presence. You sense that you don't have to be worried about whatever you thought was such a big deal. You can let that go. I, I love doing a nature walk every day if I can, just to just to purify like my soul, just to clear me out and get me over myself, you know. So, so all that daily clutter is gone. But uh, something else that's weird about me, perhaps or a little unusual, is that I, when I was quite young, I could remember being a like a be. I was I remember being a something before I was born. You know, okay. I to explain it, but. There's a word for it now, like born aware, but yes. a lot of people don't know it yet. Oh, you've heard of it. Good. Yes. Yes. But, um, and there's a book about that, but it's, um, it's it, if people haven't heard about it I, it, it, I don't intend to shut anyone out because it, I think people that remember that all that's happening is they're just getting to that place you're talking about, that feeling of, of uh, connection, communion, yes. that everything is connected, that we are ultimately not just that singular drop, which is ridiculous, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. Like what, if you look at an ocean, you don't look at each little, oh, here's a drop. Here's another drop. <laughs> it's like, it's like us. Now, clearly we have our boundaries. We like that. We have feelings of identity, but yes. it can create issues for us too. So that's the value of your approach with your show, I think, is to bring our attention back to that oneness and take a look at what does that mean? Yes. And it's quite challenging with quantum physics, I think, especially in light of recent news, but mm-hmm. I like a challenge and I like to look at Let's find the oneness even when things are different. Like yes. Reality, people see different things. Looks like history is changing. You know, what does well, that mean? Well, These are good questions. Uh, the thing is, I, I say tell people to take, look at the yin and, yin and yang symbol. It's equal. When you look at the yin and yang symbol, you have the, the black and white are equal. They're not, okay, more light and more white more you know it's equal meaning it's that contrast is equal and actually if we really look at it contrast is neutral we label it bad or good we label it black or white good or evil you know but it it just is because god just is when i say god i mean all that is everything the tree the grass the bird the bee the worm it's all god and it just is. And I can say, oh, that's bad. That's me judging it and labeling it. I can say, oh, that's good. That's still me judging it and labeling. It just is. But you know what I want you to get into with the, with the listeners is, because remember I told you, I understand. I think I found you. It was quantum leap, leaping or something like that. That was the first video. And I'm sure people are saying, what are they talking about? Reality shifting, quantum leaping, all of this. And it's, a, it's what we normal people call miracles. And they happen all the time, big, small. I mean, little miracles, tiny miracles are happening every instant. And we yeah. don't notice them. But there are times when we notice the big miracles we call, we uh we call miracles the big things that happen the big shifts we call miracles when they're quantum leap so explain to the listeners what quantum leaping okay well um 
like I said, I started looking at reality shifts because I think most people's introduction to this subject, you don't know what's happening, but you notice something just changed. Like uh, with the Mandela effect, people are really noticing yes. the Berenstein Bears, the Berenstain Bears, um, yeah. changes in movie dialogue. Like if you build it, they will come. And now it's if you build it, he will come, which actually has a really spiritual feeling to it. So, you know, I kind of like that one. There are changes in the Bible. You know, the lion, it used to be the lion shall lie down with the lamb. And I remember that, but now it's like the wolf shall lie down with the lamb. Okay. It's yeah. like, what happened there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I remember the lion. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah. But I think that the point is, we don't want to get all caught up on, it has to always be this certain way. I think the idea is to take a look deeper, and maybe it's like a big cosmic game of how is this closer to truth, or what's really real for us. Like, if, we, if you build it, he will come. That's kind of cool. I like that one. Yes. Um, just recognizing that spirit comes in when you prepare yourself for that. But mm -hmm. for the, the path of reality shifts, quantum jumps has to do with becoming increasingly aware that our subconscious in so many ways is um, kind of manifesting these miracles. And when you think about your subconscious, because we're, we're not just our brain in our head. We tend to think we are. We think, okay, I'm very rational. I only do what makes sense. I'm so logical. But then sometimes you hear people say, um, my heart wasn't in it, or my heart's broken. My heart always tells me to do something different than my head. I don't know which one to trust. Yes. And so, and then there's also your gut. So I'm just picking these three basic areas to keep it simple. It yes. matters a lot. It matters so much because the subconscious kind of runs the show in the sense that it's what you really need. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't get what you want, and it's not what you thought you were looking for. Your heart was going somewhere else, but you actually get what you need. Exactly. And so there, and that's, I think that's a spiritual path, actually. So I, I recommend when people look at these miracles, not to try to um, do witchcraft or magic. And that's not my approach at all. Because right. I, don't, I think what it goes wrong really fast, in my opinion, because if I think, oh, I know what, what's best for everyone, maybe I'm a little bit wrong. Probably, I, I'd say, for sure, I'm probably wrong, you know, because how can I know what's right for everybody? everybody. I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to mess it up. Right. So I, what I do is I ask what's best for all concerned. Yes. So, but this idea of reality shifting, it's, um, I'm actually saying for sure, reality is literally changing. I'm talking real miracles. I'm saying everything that you saw in the Bible, I believe that did happen. Mm -hmm. I've seen similar things happen. So to me, none of it is outlandish. It's right. all real. Yes. And I think we're seeing science that can back it up. And so yes. that's what I like to explore. And I'm just glad you're open to getting into the spiritual side on your show. Oh, definitely. Oh, well, to me, there's no, honestly, to me, there's no separation. It's, it's all, there is no separation between what we call physical and spiritual. Because in truth, there's no physical. And that we were taught. This is basis, basic science. We were, I was taught in seventh grade when we were studying molecules. My teacher said, nothing is truly solid. Everything is made up of these tiny, and they move, and they don't touch. They're not, a matter of fact, they're really far apart when you look at them microscopically. Right. And in truth, we should be able to put our hand right through a table, in truth. Right. But it, because it's not truly solid, nothing. So in truth, what we call solid, what we call physical, is still spiritual, but it's denser. It's moving at a slower vibration and it's denser. So it 
feels more solid. It feels more real. But in truth, it's spirit. So for me, there's no separation. It's all spirit. Right. And then what that lays the groundwork for, like, well, I love your example of like, you, you should be able to put your hand right through something solid because some people do. And I've, I've given talks to scientific groups and then uh, I'll say something like in the talk, like my book, Quantum Jumps, I talk about how people have literally survived a collision with an oncoming vehicle. It's like they just suddenly are on the other side of it. Yes. This happens in real life. When I, when I explain this in talks, yes. I get flooded with people who come to me afterward and they all, like 10 of them will say, I've never told this to anyone because it sounds crazy, but that happened to me. Like I was facing an oncoming car. The next thing I know, we're on the other side of each other. It's like we went through each other. Exactly. I'm okay, but I know that's what, like, I don't understand it. You know? And that's what people tell me. And to me, that is a miracle. And it's also proof of what you're talking about and, and gets to the core of the whole idea that, that's, um, that I think is so, to me, it's obvious that the quantum realm, the, people call it the quantum realm. It's yeah. everywhere. We're in the quantum realm. Yes. That means that we occasionally can literally go right through. All the molecules can pass through each other. We can do a, what's called quantum teleportation on the macroscopic scale with yes. huge objects like an oncoming vehicle. And when you most need it, that's when it might happen for you. And to yes. me, what is that? That's a miracle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to me, it's like, it's, I think of it more of shifting, like you said. And I do believe that, and, and this has um, been talked about in scientific realm uh, field as well, when they talk about the mini worlds theory and the multiverse theory, I believe everything that can happen does happen. It's all vibrational. So if you experience what you are the vibrational match to, but um, there's another version of you that might experience at a lower vibration, something that you didn't experience. Because there, I believe there are many worlds. When I say the many worlds theory, which is also science, there's the many worlds theories, there's the multiverse theory, and I do believe everything that can happen does happen. I do. But we experience what we're a vibrational match to. Yeah, and I, I, think, you, I think you're onto something there because it's a matter of choices. So when, when that vibrational match, people might say, what is that? But you can think of it like a choice. Um, like you might feel like, I, I just have to say that thing. I have to tell, give them a piece of my mind. <laughs> and that's going to give you a different reality than maybe that doesn't really matter. And I'm just yeah. going to let that go. Uh, I, maybe, maybe that's not important right now. I'm going to get over myself for this moment. Yes. And that's going to take you to a different place. That choice right there. And then people can get a feeling of what you mean by different vibra. They might understand the vibrational match, but if they don't, then right. think of it exactly. like a choice. Yes. And exactly like you said earlier, um, and I say on this show all the time, I'm not a guru. I'm not a teacher. I don't call myself a teacher. I share what resonates as true for me. And I always say, I know you said there, you, have your, your, you can go with your head, you can go with your heart or your gut. Me, of the three, it's always, what, what's my heart saying to me? And that's when I, and, and I, I know now to follow my heart. Because yeah. I, I believe that's going to bring, now I could, and a part of me might be following my head. Another version of me might be following my gut. We're going to have different outcomes, you know, different outcomes. But when I say, um, I believe, I, I try to encourage everyone to go within mm -hmm. and 
Go with what resonates for you. I know Buddy's guru. I can't tell anybody else what to do. All I can do is share my truth, what resonates as true for me, and, and you know, enc- encourage others to do the same. So I don't ever want to sound preachy or, you know, like, and like you said, whatever they believe, whatever their truth is, if they're atheists, whatever their truth is, we Mm -hmm. create, it's a catch 22 because we are creating our reality from what we believe. So what they believe is good. It's, it's like um, the saying, if you believe you can, you can, Mm -hmm. if you believe you can't, you can't, you're right both ways. It's a catch 22. You create your realities from your beliefs. So if you say, I don't believe that, okay, then you're not going to have that experience because you don't believe that, you know? So I like like to open that conversation up with a person like, where's their head? Where's their heart? Where's their gut? And, you know, get that dialogue going because sometimes it hasn't been happening. And yes. like they didn't even know that there was that much going on or that there were three opinions happening. Yeah. There's a possibility that there can be a conversation. And through that, um, this beautiful kind of a Bohmian dialogue occurs, you know, David Bohm, you're talking about, um, I think you mentioned the holographic interpretation, maybe amongst the, there's like the many worlds of Hugh Everett, the third, yes. and that multiverse concept came into that movie. What the bleep do we know that you were mentioning with all those basketballs bouncing and yes. all the different realities, but they all, they're all out there. Yes. Another interpretation of quantum physics to explain all this weirdness, the spooky action at a distance and yes. entanglement and teleportation, all that stuff that yes. I think really creates these reality shifts and miracles. Um, if you look at all that, there's another idea of the holographic universe. That's David Bohm's idea. And he had this idea of just listen, that we don't as a community often just um, talk and talk and talk without interruption until someone finishes talking. It's a whole experience yes. to go through that. And I, I used to go to these language of spirit conferences. They would go on for days and a talker would start talking and literally go talk. They might go 45 minutes before they finally wind down from that. And as everybody's listening, they're not leaving the table unless you have to use the bathroom or get a cup of water, but then you come right back and you're listening. And then you never, that's when I realized as a culture, we do not remember how to listen because uh, we don't go in nature and just sit there. It's like a whole lost art, you know? <laughs> I agree with you a thousand percent. It's rare, but I sometimes even have guests like that. But it's, all, it's rare. <laughs> I all my guests. No, no, not even. No, 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 no. Um, I, I have not, not necessarily, I have met in my lifetime many people, and I can tell they, they don't take, they don't slow down. Now they'll say something and I'm listening very intently and they'll say something that I want to, you know, address what they just said, but they don't leave me room to, to, to even get in there to address. I, I just let it go. You know, I was, you know, I was like, but I understand exactly what you're saying. You know, we, it's a, there's an art to listening. And I had well, there's something, but there's something really cool that happened to me because at first I had that same impulse. Like I want to say something and I would learn, I have to do it with my eyes. I have to show them like I get it and I can smile, but I can't say anything. And they just keep going. And it's good for the speaker. It's kind of like this massive um, kind of psychotherapy or something because right. there's a cleansing of one's spirit. Like you just feel like you get everything out. No one stops you. Right. And you say the whole darn thing, whatever it is. And, and there may be 15 people just watching you 
and because they can't go anywhere or say anything, they're kind of like riveted. It's an amazing experience. I mean, it's so, I, I can't even describe it. Unless you've been through it, it's weird. It's wonderful. It's wild. I do understand what you're saying. With me, I like, like I said, when I told you, my show's a conversation. And oh, of course. I like, I like to share like a, a bit and then kind of wait to, he, you know, hear a response to that, kind of have, you know, go back and forth. But some people, like you said, I've, I've spoke with people that like they're saying something and I want to engage directly in what they're saying but I'm not, they don't give me space to. So I yeah. just let it go. But I like to give people, and there's sometimes I, I give them the, I, when I give people the space, it's like they didn't hear what I just said because I'm giving them a space to respond to what I just said. And they either, they go on to something else or they don't respond to what I just said. So I'm like, okay, you aren't listening, <laughs> you know, but it's okay. Well, this one, the reason I'm bringing it up is um, because it's relevant in terms of all these interpretations of quantum physics. And if people are wondering, what are all, why do we talk about this? It, it means because we don't know which one is right. You know, mm -hmm. they might all be right, even. Like it might be many worlds where they're all out there existing. Looks like that to me. Yes. So it might be a holographic universe, like the guy that came up with this Bohmian dialogue. That's David Bohm. And his view of the world, the universe, is like a paint bucket. So you get this bucket of white paint. And you pour some red paint into it. And then you take these paint stirs and you just kind of spin it and you stir it. Mm -hmm. And it, because it's a hologram, you can actually unspin it. You can like spin it back and then it goes back to what it was. And every single piece of this holographic viewpoint has the entire view of everything. So the oneness comes from an individualized perspective, which is a relative view. It's a very subjective experience, but it's got the whole picture from that point of view which could make it look extremely different than another point of view of the same picture. And that's the idea from a holographic image. You can, you can take a glass plate that has the holographic image of the, I don't know, the White House or something, and then you shatter it, you break it, and all the pieces are there. It, each one has the same 3D image, but only from that perspective. So it's kind of, it's, it's kind of amazing. That's, so just, that, that's exactly how I... I like how you, I sometimes think of it as a puzzle and we're all unique. My definition of who we are, we are all unique aspects of God, God, which is all that is. And when I say unique, because we all have a unique perspective. No two people have the thing. Now, two people can agree on something, sure, but no two people have the exact perspective because they are that unique divine aspect of God and that's the way it's supposed to be we're right. supposed to have unique perspectives and for to me there is no such thing as right or wrong so it's it's just that person that's your perspective that's your perspective and all we're doing is sharing perspectives and they don't have to agree and I can still love you even though my perspective and your perspective can be completely opposite I can still love you and honor you because I see you as a unique aspect of God so when you see everybody as a unique aspect of God you can honor them you don't have to agree you have your own perspective 
So I'm I'm really hoping that um, there's been some news and I get excited when there's quantum physics news that is exactly what you're talking about. And there is a couple of news stories. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. No, the reason reason I'm asking you to share it with me, please. Yeah, this is brand new. (laughs) This just came out in the last month. It's like super exciting. Okay. Really, it's like world changing. Okay. I I stopped watching mainstream news in 2001. No, they're not covering this. Oh, oh mainstream news is not covering this. Well, because they don't they don't recognize these news stories to, okay. to be as huge as I do. Um, okay. Well, I'll do the little story first, the smaller okay. one, and we'll move on to the bigger one. Okay. But they're both huge. Okay, the first one is, I don't know if you've heard some of these scientists talk about how we might be living in a um, simulation, right? Yes. Yes, yes, so yes. They're like, well, it's all just a big computer simulation and we're all inside the mind of an artificial intelligence. Good news. For I don't us. agree with that part. I, I do. don't agree with it at all. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, okay. It never sounded okay. right to me. That I, do means, like. I keep interrupting. I'm going to listen. Okay, share, share. Well, no, I'm glad you said that. I don't, I don't like it either. When, when it first came out, I was like, that is so wrong. I wish someone would prove that that's wrong. Good news, they have. So it's like, this is like, and this is the small good news. These are both huge. Okay, so the, the small good news is researchers are noticing that if there's no way that you could possibly collapse all of those little choices we're talking about, like maybe I should say something, maybe not say something, for every single little drop of consciousness in this cosmic ocean, there's no way, there's no computer that can possibly hold all of those different variables, all of those different potentialities. It's far bigger, and they proved scientifically, uh, you know, with calculations, there's no way it can right. happen. Right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Boy, do I love that. That is awesome. Love it. Okay, so there, that's the small good news, which I think is excellent. <laughs> and then moving on to something even bigger, which I think rocks the entire fabric of our Western science, which it needs to. That's why I think it's bigger. Okay. Um, these are both big. Okay, this, this other news story has to do with the fact that a, a Gedanken experiment, which is like an experiment of the mind, was recently mm-hmm. successfully completed in quantum physics, showing that two observers who are both watching the same experimental situation right. are able at the same moment to see absolutely two different things, mm. and they are both right. Mm. Exactly what you just said. Exactly. Just said I was going to say that. I was going to say that. <laughs> That's exactly because they're two, they're looking from two different perspectives. Yes. So, yes, 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 yes. Okay. But it's, it's been, it's been um, this was considered a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something called the Wigner's Friend um, experiment. Uh, if people know the Schrodinger cat experiment, yes. you know Schrodinger cat. Okay. So Irvin Schrodinger said, uh, this is ridiculous, this quantum physics stuff. There's no way you could have a particle be either a wave or a particle or some in between, and it does hasn't decided. That's like saying a cat is not really alive or dead. That's ridiculous. And then he showed, what I mean is, like, let's look how ridiculous it is. Let's put the cat inside a box with a vial of poison and so forth and radioactive material that decays at some random rate. So we don't know, unless we open the box, if the cat's alive or dead. We don't know if the poison has been released or not. So until we take that measurement, we can't tell. He thought he was making a point about how this can't be happening. What actually happened is people said, yeah, I think that is happening. And then like, no way, physics is weird. You know, quantum physics is crazy. 
And then the idea with Wigner's friend is, it gets even weirder because what happens if someone's observing the person observing the cat? Mm -hmm. And you've got this entangled system. And that's what this experiment that just was released, um, University of Edinburgh and the University of Austria, mm -hmm. two different research teams are proving for sure. You can absolutely both have people observing this experimental apparatus. And they were using lasers and beam splitters, but it's the first physical experimental proof that shows for sure uh, one viewer observer might be noticing hey that's that system has not yet chosen anything and someone else says oh yes it has and like oh my gosh you know mm -hmm. at that same exact moment wow but that's what you're saying that's what I know to be true I've been tracking this for more than 20 years I'm noticing reality shifts and it makes sense when you think of that hologram you think of that all the drops in the ocean all these different right. viewpoints yeah so now, when I, when, I, when I said about the first, so yes, so I do believe that we are all unique, have a unique perspective, and no two people, just like no two snowflakes are alike. No two people can have the exact, they can have agreement, like, like we agree on a lot of things, but no two people can have the exact same perspective because they're unique aspects of God, all that is. But the the thing I was saying when I, um, when you um, brought up the um, living in a simulation, I don't like the use, I don't like the word simulation because that makes you think of virtual reality and a computer. Um, but I do believe we are each creating our own holographic reality and it's not it's not physical it's not solid and we are creating it with our own consciousness but it's unique like the reality i'm creating is the reality i'm creating it's totally separate from the reality that you're creating so that's why so i do when i the part of what they were um i don't believe like i definitely don't believe like in the matrix where the computers are control all of that but there i do believe that we are living in a matrix we're living but i believe we're living in a matrix of our own creation it's like a living matrix like a divine matrix yes uh, yeah i like that too yeah that feels more right to me it, just going with a feeling sense you know right. like that feel. Yeah. yes 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 and so much of this is science so, I mean, can we, for me, I just love talking about the science aspect. I talk about the spiritual aspects on this show, but I love talking about the science about it because it's just so much of this. And a lot of it, the quote-unquote, say, controversial science, but I know I had a scientist on here. His name is Thomas Campbell. Yes. And he, are you familiar with him? Okay. Yes. He wrote the book, My Big Toe, meaning my, yeah. right, my big theory of everything. Now, he said on this show that if a person doesn't believe in oneness, then they should, you should take away their cell phone. Because he says all of today's technology, the cell phone, smart, you know, smartphones, smart TV, computers, all of that. He's saying all of today's technology is based on quantum physics, which is based on the, the core of oneness. So he's like, if you don't believe in oneness, they shouldn't have, be able to have a computer and, and cell phone and all of that. And I'm like, now he knows the, the technical, because he was a NASA 
scientists. Right. right. He knows all of that technical stuff about. I don't know it to that uh, degree, but I do believe. I do believe the truth of oneness is can it, you can it can be very complicated, but it can be very simple. Right. To me, and I I put it in simple simple terms. It's just. We, we know we all have cells in our bodies, right? And we know that, that we can take a cell, a tiny cell from our body, and actually, if you know how to clone somebody, you can clone another you with just one microscopic cell. And I think of, of, of us as cells of God or cells that, of all that is. I don't, sometimes I don't like to use the word God because that can be people have so many different ideas of God. So I like to say all that is, meaning there is nothing outside of all that is. It's just all that is. So to me, I I like, I think it can be, I think it can be kept down to a very simple format or very simple understanding. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it, no matter which way you look at it, it all comes back to, it's all connected. It's all one. So I have a real feeling. I, I have a feeling of closeness to this idea of source, divine source, oneness, unity, yes. you know, whatever you want to call it, all that is. We have so many different names. And I don't. I think the names are misleading also. That, yes. the, that what we really need to feel is that connection. Yes. Just like if you're connecting with a real person, you're present with them, you're listening, you're really there. There's a difference between doing that and having like this. These are the things I need to get across. This is my point. I need to prove my point, you know, that's a whole different thing. And it's important to make, to recognize the difference and the way that we commune with the world. We're communing with all that is, with divine source, with, you know, unity, God, source, whatever, you know, just, some people call it God, goddess, but whatever you call it, I don't think it really cares what you call it. It's not what matters is that essence of, um, of respect and reverence. These are qualities that I think in our materialistic culture, and so it's very brilliant that he's talking about get rid of your cell phone, get rid of your computer, because when we fixate on the material things, we've right. lost the point completely. You know, we are off, we've, we've lost track. We're, <laughs> we're way well, off actually, Well, actually, the point he was making <laughs> is not to get, he's saying that if they don't believe in oneness, they shouldn't be able to own a cell phone or a computer because that device works on the principles of oneness that's what he was saying so that's he said everything works on the principle of oneness you know your bmw your mercedes everything we have i mean no matter what your health is brought to you by virtue of all that is your wisdom your your intelligence is brought to you by virtue of all that is everything you have that's any good at all the love in your life your family Everything that you've ever achieved is brought to you, courtesy of all it is. And so, you know, you could also say, take it all away, because they don't deserve any of it. They feel entitled. They're just grabbing onto their material things. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty severe, but. <laughs> but actually, no, that, I, I, I mean, if a person's materialistic, I was like, there's, I have no judgment, meaning I know I'm not materialistic, but I also say that person has their own viewpoint which is separate than mine. So anytime, it has, for me, I have to say it's neutral. Everything is neutral because if I label it bad or good, that's a judgment. And all that is loves everything equally. 
Well, as a scientist, I love experimenting. So when yeah. I walk through the world in a state of reverence instead of entitlement, and there's a difference, it's like a continuum. Yeah. <clears throat> it's yeah. kind of like you can be in That's a state of reverence. I like that word you just said. There's a yeah. difference. There's a difference. Now, the, there's a difference, but there, we don't have to judge the difference. We no. don't have to say one just is right. Play with it. Play with it. Yes. Like go through a day and just um, go through that day feeling entitled, which means expectant. Like, I expect this to happen. I expect that to happen. I'm showing up. I'm doing my thing. So I expect this to happen. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, we often don't have awareness that we are in an uh, entitled state of mind. Yes. Reverence is the other end of that extreme. And, I'm in, and I, I like to play with it as a scientist and say, like, okay, what kind of a day would this be if I'm coming into it with all those expectations, all that entitlement, you know, like, this yes. is mine because I did this or whatever, versus reverence which is um just wide open like okay i'm here yes i am being i am present yes and i'm just i'm looking at the god in everything which is what we talked about earlier it's yes. a very different way of living i'll tell yes. you what happens to me but i ex invite everybody watching to try it out i'm not going to tell you what happens okay unless you want to know but um what happened for me but okay. i think you i think you've done this experiment yourself i know i have and okay. so it's a lot of fun. And that, that to me is a spiritual journey, you know, just uh -huh. to see, like, I, you know, I love the question, how good can it get? Yes. And when I get into that state of reverence, um, that's where it takes me. It takes me more into reverence rather than mm -hmm. into the, the other side, which is the, right. the, like, I deserve this. I need that. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Mm -hmm. But maybe something bigger is going on. Well, I, for me, what I, one of my favorite books is The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle. And I under, I really, reading that book, it really made me understand how much I wasn't in the now and not appreciating the now. I, I think we're so, as a society, we're so either think in the past, our future mind, and not appreciating and loving and the now, just being thankful for the breath that we breathe, the, a glass of water, just being thankful, because everything has life. Now, uh, you heard of Dr. Emoto, I'm sure. I'm not yes. sure you can see oh, my, yes. my water. Um, oh, let's thank see. you, I love you. Yes. Thank you, I love you. I take, see, this is Deer Park water. You wouldn't know it. I take off the Deer Park label, and I put out. I put that on all my water, even 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 a big jug of water, because I know it has life. And so I'm just thankful for the little thing. And I think because um, I was got teased, I went to the gym and I had my water bottle and somebody said, you write love notes to your water. <laughs> like, yes, I do, because it has life. But it's it's just the little things, just being mm -hmm. thankful in this now moment yeah and and being grounded in the now that's where I find a lot of peace and being in a line I think when I am really grounded in the now it allows me to be connected to my higher self which is my God self that will will guide me exactly where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be and those yeah. reminders to be grateful are so important. It gets you back into that reverence, which is such a high vibratory frequency. Yes. So, I yes. love it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's a great experiment, that too. And, you know, I don't push it on people, but right. you see for yourself where 
where the happiness is. Where is the joy? Where are the happy people? Yes. And for my grandmother, you know, she just had such a blessed life and she would frequently say, I am so blessed. And miracles always abounded around her. And so yes. that was a living example as well. So yes. You can see it in people that live that way with joy, with reverence. And it's not so much because things are going that well. Because some people would say, well, of course they're happy. Everything went their way. Uh, no, <laughs> that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so glad you just mentioned that because I just saw a documentary on Netflix called Happy. That's just, and I was like, okay, what is it? It's a documentary. And it's about, they were showing their people, I mean, what, what we would consider extremely poor in other countries, in India. And um, they were showing um, the, oh, goodness, there's a tribe in Africa. I mean, we would consider the way these people live to be very poor. They were, like, extremely happy. So it had nothing that, you know, it, it's not the materialism. And even yeah. if, you, if you interview, and I think about that a lot, I, I think about these celebrities that died kind of young, that we would quote unquote say had everything like um, Michael Jackson, um, I'm trying to think of others. Um, uh, uh, oh, Whitney Houston. Um, you, we would think that, okay, they have the fame, their talent, oh my God, talent, they have the talent, natural talent, fame, money, everything. I mean, they materialistically, they had everything. I don't think they were happy. Yeah, you know, I don't think they were. So you, we know we. There's so many examples of materialism not making you happy. Happiness is a state of being, and when you understand, it can only come from within you, within your soul. That's where it comes from. And when you realize that, you just, you know, to me, it's just, I'm just grateful and thankful for every breath. And that's the feeling I got before I was born. It's like that sums it up. It's just that state of ecstasy, just that feeling of just so much love, so much connection, just being um, at one with what you call God, source, oneness, all it is, whatever. You know, doesn't I don't again doesn't care what you call it. But right, exactly. Feeling, oh my gosh, the feeling! It's incredible. Yes. It's, share and, share yeah. with our listeners some of your quantum leap moments. I have one big one I want to share. I had two big ones in my life, but some of my listeners, my regular listeners already know about my, one of my one big ones. <laughs> but share, share some of those moments with our listeners. Yeah. Well, I've had so many, uh, but one of the ones that blew my mind in a good way relatively recently was um, it started off. I was just in um, going to an appointment, but remembering to be in a prayerful state of mind just sort of with a mantra, like, how good can it get? Like, how God can I get? How good, how good can I get? So I'm bringing myself into service, really feeling that, the reverence. Um, but then I'm focusing on driving. I start driving. I'm, I get only a couple blocks from home. Mm -hmm. Immediately, I can hear and feel that I've got a flat tire on my right front tire, that it's just gone, you know, it just went, just sort of a not not a boom, but kind of a noise. Yeah. And then bump, 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 bump. And then the, yeah. the steering wheel is pulling, and I can feel like, oh boy, and I didn't leave time to change. And I'm gonna get dirty changing the tire. But okay, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep my mantra. How good can it get? How good can it get? Really? Okay. How good can it get? <laughs> so I parked the car. I'm just. I'm. You. You've actually changed the tire. Well, I'm just 
triple a no it's very flat it's very I, i'm driving on the rim you know i can okay. hear it i can feel it this is crazy okay. it's like seriously flat we're not talking low we're talking it's pulling it's not safe <laughs> but i'm just no i i admire you as a woman actually getting out and changing a tire i get a flat tire i pull over i call triple a i know it gets better it gets better it gets better because okay. i get out like okay so i go to look at it because right. you don't want to you know you need to size it up like how bad is this right you know just to see what's going on here am i right i sure felt it hurt it everything yeah. i look at it it looks fine and now I'm like, wait a minute. No. And I don't know what to do because I was going to get ready to change the tire, but I'm not going to change a tire if it looks like it's okay. Right. So I don't know what to do. I go back and I sit back in the driver's seat, but I can't drive away on a flat tire. Right. And I know it's flat because I heard it and I felt it. So I get back out of the car, go around. Now I kick the tire. It felt stupid, but what are you going to do? You know, it's like, okay, I kick it. It feels right. And I'm like, well, I can't change it because it feels right. I can't drive on it. And I tell myself, yes, you can drive slowly. Just see if it steers differently. I get back in the car, start it up. It seems okay. I'm like two miles an hour, three, five miles an hour, a little faster, a little faster. And I get to where I'm going, get out, look at the tire again. It's fine. I go to where I'm going, come back, look at the tire. It's fine. Come home. I tell my husband, who used to be a mechanic, I don't tell him what's going on. I just say, could you please check the car because I think something may be wrong with the tires. Could you check them for me? So he goes out, comes back in, says, well, three of them were kind of low. One of them was perfect. And I'm like, <laughs> which one was perfect? He said, the right front tire. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so it's, I felt like God changed my tire, you know, so I didn't call AAA. <laughs> I just asked, how good can it get? Yes. So and that happened. So yes, I and I believe that was a, a shift. Like, like you felt like I mean, we all know what a, a flat tire feels like. And yes. so, I've had them before. Fortunately, yeah. not that often. But yes. So and so you pulled over, but it it there was a shift, a shift where it all of a sudden wasn't flat. So. It's the perfect. It's the perfect tire. It's yeah. the one that's exactly thirty-two perfect. pounds per square inch. The other ones were like I don't know, twenty-five, twenty-six right per square inch she said there were those were low three of them were low one was perfect okay. I'm like, no way <laughs> so that, yes the shift okay so it took that flat tire and made it perfect okay now the other three has to catch up <laughs> but but i've seen instantaneous healings i've seen so many miracles so yeah. many miracles yes well but, that but, was the um it you just said instantaneous healing Yes. Um, well, many of my li regular listeners know um, my son is in spirit now, but two and a half years before he's been in spirit four years, it's fine. He's still very much with me. He's already told me he's the co-host of this show. So, uh -huh. <laughs> but um, two and a half years before it, so he transitioned in 2014, but in 2000, December of 2011, um, doctors told me he wasn't going to live. And at that time, I couldn't accept that. Yeah. And I tried to take my own life in the hospital, in the hospital waiting room. But here's what happened a week after. Okay. So doctors told me, asked me if they could take him off life support. And I said, no. But I knew in my heart, of course, I didn't tell the doctors, but I knew in my heart, 
I wasn't going home without my son. So I tried to take my, I took a, over, over the, a bottle of over-the-counter sleeping pills. And all I do, I wish I had an out-of-body experience or a near-death experience I could come back and share. But I was just, I was unconscious for two, two and a half days. And then they had me, once my vital signs were good enough, they had me on um, the psych ward under 24-hour suicide watch. And they allowed me, of course, they did not take my son off life support because I never gave permission. And they allowed me to visit with him a little bit every day for about an hour, supervised visits. They would just, you know, watch me like a hawk. But I whispered in his ear, um, so this is a week later, I whispered in his ear, I said, he's still on life support. And I whispered in his ear, Kyle, get better so we could both go home. That night, he pulled himself off life support and his vital signs were perfect. Like that tire, his vital signs were perfect and the doctors were pulling their hair, hair, hair out because they're like, oh my God. We thought, you know, he's going to die if he's not on life support. He pulled himself off life support. His vital signs were perfect. And we went home together about a week later. So that was a true miracle. And from that miracle, I did promise God. I made a promise to God. I would never, ever, no matter what happens the next day, I will never stop thanking you for that miracle. So even when, so two and a half years after that, so that was December of 2011. And he goes back into the hospital April of 2014. So even as he's going back to the hospital, the ambulance is taking, driving him away, driving him off, taking him back to the hospital. I was still thanking God. Yes. Because I said, you know, that was, that was a true quantum leap that was a true miracle and even you know and when he did transition he transitioned July 2014 when he did transition I was at peace because I knew he wasn't going anywhere I knew it was his time you know and I think he just stayed a little extra for me like mommy's not ready I'm gonna stay okay take me off yeah (laughs) I really believe that and um so he stayed for me a little extra longer and I said, okay, when it's our time, you know, no soul comes into this experience or leaves this experience before their time. No matter what age, it could be a baby. It was that soul's choice to come and that soul's choice to go. And there's no such thing as death. I knew he wasn't going anywhere. I knew it was his choice to leave. And I knew that he, I knew that it was our soul's plan that this was a soul plan he and I had together. Matter of fact, I was reading the last month of his life. I was reading your soul's plan and your soul's gift. Robert Schwartz was the author of that, those books are Robert Schwartz, who was my very first guest on this show. Yes. So yeah, that was, so I, yes. Quantum leaps. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I I can't let go of people I love either. They're not dead to me. You know, I still talk to them. Yeah. I even meet some that I never knew in real life, but yeah. they talk to me too. Yes. So, yes. I love that. To me, it seems like this consciousness is, um, is the main thing. That is who we are. The physical bodies, that's a vessel. 
Yes. But when, when you, um, in your dreams, in your meditation, you can absolutely connect for real with your loved ones. They're totally there. I believe it too. Yes. Um, I'm still with my grandmother that I love so much and, yes. you know, yes. favorite pets that have passed away, best yes. friends that have died, but they're still with me. I had one talking to me just today. Yeah. yeah they, they, they're still with me. They yes. still, they communicate with me. They yeah. uplift me. They share what they see. You know, I yes. can feel it. So yeah. Yes. I agree with you. <laughs> and I'm so glad your son is the co-host because yes, what, what better gifts to share than yes. to, you know, uh, to bring that light. Yes. yes. He actually told me he's very proud of the show and he's surprised. He's like, wow, wow. I'm surprised you're doing that. It's like, that was in my first reading with the, I've had many, several evidential mediums as guests. And one of them gifted Suzanne Giesman gifted me a reading on his birthday two years ago, and that was in that reading, I had never heard of EVP, which is Electronic Voice Phenomenon. Yes! I never heard of it. I never heard of it. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And that's proof. Then you get proof. It's like, well, that, okay. well, during that reading, so obviously, I had never heard of it, and it right. had never happened with Suzanne, as far as she's a medium, she does hundreds of readings. She knew of it, but it had never happened, so we weren't trying Right. EVP. That's the best. <laughs> we were on Zoom like we are now. And yes. she was trying to talk, communicate through her computer. We have, you talk about pets, but he was holding my dog, Coco, who's in spirit. We have Coco's bark on tape. And we have Kyle's voice saying, he was saying, doing it. We could clearly hear his voice. He was saying, talking about me. And I'm doing, I well, she said he's saying, I still have work to do, and she's doing it. The doing it, you can yes. hear his voice on tape. That is so awesome. That's what I'm saying. This is real. I can hear it. I can feel it. Sometimes it comes through like as clear as a bell. Sometimes yes. you're right. It comes through on EVP. Yes. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And that, that gets to the core of what we're talking about, too. You know, this yes. whole thing about the, the oneness, the quantum physics. And I, I'm seeing increasing evidence for it. So this is blowing people's minds, but I've been tracking this science for 20 years and you know, people like your other guest with my big toe and yes. there are more than that. Many more scientists know that what we're saying is true, but yes. they don't want, it's embarrassing to go public. They could lose their reputation. Well, you know what? This is interesting because I, I live on YouTube and I just listened just two days ago. I listened to it and I wrote down his name. But there's another scientist that, and I can't think of his name, but the Times, New York Times, says he's one of the top three scientists in the country. But he also speaks about this. But what really got me, and I, I, I wrote down his name, and I got to look it up because I have to invite him to be a guest on the show. But the, what got me is when it's at the New York Times, when mainstream media is recognizing these scientists that's what really you know gets me excited yes yeah. yes yes it's big and it's uh, i'm so glad i got to share these two big news stories that are yes. absolutely rocking the world you know this is yes. not we now have evidence to suggest this is not a computer simulation inside of artificial intelligence right that's not wrong to begin with so it yeah. can't be wrong no it, so classical computers have no way to keep up with that and um it would take a quantum computer. We don't even have those yet. And people could say, well, oh, never mind. Let's not get into it. It's circular <laughs> arguments. The point is, yeah. it's disproven right now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. And then the other big news, um, two different observers can absolutely see different things. They can both be right. Yes. Where does this take us? Back to like Carlos Rovelli's relational interpretation. Uh, we didn't get into that. We didn't get too technical today, but. That's okay. I mean, that's okay. I, I, yeah, you know why? Because I always say to my, I, I have a lot of scientists on the show. Like I, I've had Dr. Bruce Lipton, uh, yes. Dean, Dean Radden, um, lots of scientists, um, um, Thomas Campbell. I love having scientists. And hopefully this New York Times, this scientist that the New York Times says is one of the top three scientists in the countries today. I hope I give him as a guest because I love having scientists but I also love keeping it simple, you know, yes. because it was science, truly was science that woke me up, had me to under, it was science that helped me to understand spirituality, you know, and that's, it really was. So I love having scientists because, you know, the layman like, oh, here's the thing that I love sharing with guests. And I want you to share how our, our guests, our listeners can follow you. But, um, the, the fact that our human senses, like I, I call it a spacesuit, our human body is so limited. And science has proven how limited. It's like 0.0035% of the spectrum of light that we can actually see. Science has proven this that there's just a little sliver of what we can see. And there's 96 more, there's 96%, the universe is 96% dark matter, dark energy that we can't detect with our human senses. So 96% of what surround us, we can't detect. So how can we say, oh, I only believe what I see? You know, to me, that's like, so, so what's the word? Myopic? <laughs> it is. And the thing I get into in my books, like or advantage and reality shifts, I, I share science that shows uh, the, the research that shows that we actually are born synesthetics. Children are able to sense, they have multiplicity of sensation yes. happening currently simultaneously. Yes. And we also have a great deal of hyperacuity of sense, sensitivity. We're, we're, we're hypersensing beings, but collective consciousness tends to shut it down. Yes. We tell each other, we don't see that, we don't, that, that's not real. And so we just start shutting it down, shutting it down, shutting it down. And I agree with you yeah. a thousand percent. I think a newborn baby could teach us a lot yep. and a newborn baby could talk. <laughs> and we can open ourselves back up to it too. So, yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Now please, Cynthia, please share with our listeners how they can follow your work. Okay, well, I've, the best way is go to my website, which is realityshifters.com. And I've got a newsletter that's free every month. I've got my YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, but you can find all of that if you just go to realityshifters.com and it's all there. And the books and the meditation CD, everything. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like the center where you can find me everywhere else. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you. This has been so lovely. And I hope you know you're out in California, right? Berkeley. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Berkeley, California. Right. I went to UC Berkeley and stayed here after I got my degree in physics. Yeah, well, I love I, it here. I have never been to that neck of the woods, but I hear it's beautiful and I'm sure it is. So if I ever get out to that neck of the woods, I am going to look you up. 
Oh, please do. Yes. Yeah, let me know when you come out. I will. I will. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And the hour went by so quickly. Yes. Thank you, too. Thank you. Thank you. This has been great. Thank you so much. You enjoy the rest of your day, and we will stay in touch. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes.